Hello, Rip City. To all of you here in town and in every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful Wednesday, the 15th of April. I am Keith Feltner-Smith. He is Ty Delbridge. What up? And you are listening to the Podland Trailcasters. Keith, if these listeners are trying to find us on social media, where can they find us at? Always at Trailcasters on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I love not, it. Not, not TikTok. No TikTok. Not TikTok. We're not doing that now. We are scratching no TikTok. TikTok. And what about fancy dancy emails? Always love the fancy dancy emails. Go old school at trailcasters at gmail.com. And what should these listeners be doing on whatever five podcast stars, app they are listening to? Oh, he's just he's just jumping right to the five stars. Give us all the five stars. <laughs> and these beautiful beats they are listening to, these awesome jams, where can they be found? From Odar at soundcloud.com slash Odar Beats. Please always support your local artists as well as our sponsor, Clearly Speaking. Brenda Nuckton over at Clearly Speaking can help you with all of your speech and hearing needs. She's a licensed speech and hearing pathologist. So any sort of stutter, any sort of slurring, accelerated speech, accent, uh, scratchiness from talking all day with your buddies on podcasts since there's nothing else to do outside, since there's no other way to see your friends. Uh, if you're dealing with any of that, go and talk to Brenda Nuckton over at clearlyspeakingoregon.com. Where is I? That's clearly speaking with Oregon.com. You can see Brenda there. You can find us here and today as well here in the online Skype studio because we're, again, old school, uh, too old school for Zoom. We have with us the digital media reporter, cameraman, glue guy, and genuine just good person, but with a real bully streak when he comes on the show here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Chris Burkhart. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right, but I'll try to be nicer now since he said I'm a bully. I think ah. Keith, he's fantastic when he's here. I know oh, what you're talking about. Listen, listen, I think the <laughs> no, first... No, bully. He just, he just takes care of you. He's the just first... out the good points. Hey, listen, all the I... other guests are all scared to maybe put you in your place, but not Chris. <laughs> That's why I love Chris, man. Look, seriously, I, I, I don't know if I said it in this one, but Chris, I consider a personal mentor. So there is no shade about the bully thing. But that was actually... Uh, I'm just trying to reference back, man. The first episode we had you on with uh, Ty here as the new co-host... Uh, it was Burkhart the bully. You came in here and just laid waste to a whole bunch of stuff that uh, that we were uh, some betting lines, some predictions we were throwing out there. And uh, I think that when you came back, actually, like you are saying, Ty, Chris, you were nice enough to even point out where you were wrong. I, uh, hey, I'll always point out where you. I'm wrong. I'll always point out where <laughs> I'm wrong. But I do, th- I do think Burkhart the bully. I think that is kind of my mo. So Burkhart the bully, man. It's a good. It, it rolls <laughs> off the tongue. It's good. Nice guys finish last, Keith. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, hey, so uh, we are a little over a month in on the quarantine. Uh, how are you doing, Mr. Mr. Nice Guy? Are you, uh, are you having to throw down at home? Or are you having to throw weight around and lay down the law? Or are you managing to, uh, to uh, keep it friendly? Well, I'm not throwing any weight around and laying down the law. My two-year-old and four-year-old are laying down the law on me. <laughs> they, they, have, they have taken over. They now run the Burkhart household. I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined, so to speak. Uh, and so that they stay alive, uh, but I'm definitely not in charge anymore. That's awesome, man. Two, uh, two and four year old, you and Danielle. That is probably a full house, man. Imagine uh, I here. I've got myself, my wife Abby, and our two dogs uh, in our place. And you know, it's it's. I love all of them, but over a month, you definitely you get a little stir crazy. You know, you start oh, picking sure. at each other a little bit. 
I imagine sure. if uh, if our two dogs were two small humans, that would be just amplified uh, off off the scales as far as uh, <laughs> insanity. Oh, they're always uh, always dialed up to ten, like in general. But like they are up on like a twenty. Like I don't know, the dial wasn't supposed <laughs> to, wasn't made to go this high, but they have find, found a way to make it go that high. And oh yeah, that's <laughs> it's an adventure being being uh, self isolation uh, with children. It's it's an adventure. It's like turn it up to eleven. No, eleven. We're going up to twenty. All the yeah. way. To crank. Yeah. <laughs> Why stop there? So do you have do you have to have like a kids TV shows on all the time, or are you getting to watch anything on any of these shows on Netflix and Hulu and the rest? Or what, what are you what are you doing to pass the time? Uh, I'm uh, playing video games to pass the time. Working on some nice. uh, house projects. Isn't everyone like, oh, I'm home. Might as well start working on some house projects. Make the backyard yes. look good. <laughs> make the Make the uh, the man cave look good. I actually my big project right now, except except I'm like everybody else in the world, so it's hard to get everything I need. Is I'm tired of uh, not having a gym to go to, so I decided to finish the home gym, which has always been a thing I wanted to do. Uh, but finding a squat nice. rack and weight plates and all that has been uh, quite the adventure because everywhere is sold out. Like Rogue Fitness hmm. and all, like all the big boys, they are all sold out and back ordered for months. So thanks everyone. So it's like, I really want to get my workouts in. <laughs> and so I want to build it now. So I'm trying, but at the same time, I'm like, well, if I wait like, you know, you know, four or five months, a secondary market is going to be pretty cheap <laughs> when everyone's reselling all their gym equipment. <laughs> That's not a bad point either. Uh, I'm not sure how much you need either, either but I have a, I might have some excess stuff that we can talk about later. I might be able to get some weights over your way. I have an old weight bench that not fully functional at this point. So if, if there's parts and certain things you want, maybe we can pass that there along you, and make it make go. it useful. Uh, I've actually been pretty lucky. I have a basketball hoop out front, and we have a cul-de-sac that angles towards the hoop. So you get a... Uh, uh, it's, it's a slope cul-de-sac, so you get a lot of kind of, uh, you know, kind of squats, a lot of kind of like lunges, uh, climbing up and down the incline a little bit. And plus it makes you feel tall because I can go in there and uh, if you try hard, throw down a nice dunk on a, on, <laughs> on the downhill. So works out for me. Yeah, on, uh, on your six-foot hoop? Is that what you're playing on? Like, it's like a little <laughs> nerf hoop? That's how you're throwing hey down Hey, man, I'm, I'm losing weight. I'm losing weight. I can get up to a full seven feet now, okay? I, 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 don't, care if you, <laughs> I don't care if you're losing weight, Keith. You could be the fittest you've ever been. I don't think you're touching rim. I don't think you're touching what? him. <laughs> He's, oh, got could, He's got some doubt. He's got some doubt. I could touch him when I was younger. If I could lose another 25, and I will, I will keep dreaming about it. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what games are you playing, though? You said video games. What are you into? Oh, I'm, I'm all over the board. NBA 2K is the go-to. Madden's a go-to. Uh, but mainly uh, Apex Legends is the one I like to roll with. Nice. Get online, right on. get, it, get in a trio, play a little bit. Everyone's on uh, Warzone, Call of Duty, but... I played a couple of rounds yep. of it and I just wasn't feeling it. I mean, I like it, but it's like you can't get if you go in a solo on that game, it's like this is so hard. Like it's overwhelming as a solo player. It's more fun in a trio. Yeah. But it's That's also like like I like I Apex Legends a lot, but like you can get in a trio in that game and have a lot more fun as with the the Call of Duty. It's like you have to play with people you'd know. Otherwise, just getting with randos is like not that fun of an experience in my opinion so i haven't played that one enough and i, I like most of my friends who play it don't for some reason text me when they play it I'm like hey i'm on and if they do <laughs> it's like well i'm in the middle of moana so i can't right now because um, my prime gaming time <laughs> starts at about 11 p.m so <laughs> uh but but i, I do want to get more in on warzone because it's all the rage but it, i think you definitely have to have some, some friends when you jump on with that one 
Uh, well, so the, I think the big thing with Warzone 2, I haven't played too much of it yet, but it's really intriguing to me. I enjoy that t- that kind of game. My big one for a while was Overwatch, uh, but same kind of thing like you're saying. If you don't have friends ready to play with you when you're ready to play, it's hard to get into as a, as a solo player yeah. with, with randos. You can only get so far, uh, and especially when a game involves like a, a rating to kind of move up and down a ladder, you're mm-hmm. kind of screwed. Uh, but the big uh, appeal of Warzone is that it's cross-platform, right? So it's not yeah. just my friends on PlayStation, but if you have an Xbox or PC, I can play with you on that as well. And, you know, I, I think out. that should theoretically like broaden the uh, the field a little, right? But no, no timeout. So far? You don't know what a timeout means. Let me stop talking, Keith. <laughs> oh, Burk- I couldn't hear you. Burkhart the bully is here. <laughs> Burkhart the bully is here. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But timeout, for real, you're, you're on PlayStation and we're not connected? Why are we not connected? Let's do it. Dude, well, see, I mean, that's the other side of this. I'm still having to find out who's on who is on my system. That's always been the issue before is you had to know who's on PlayStation and who's playing the right game. Like, if you weren't in Overwatch, it wouldn't have even really mattered till now. But now that Warzone is out, maybe maybe now I will go. have to go and play more. If we can and I do, I do. I have think Overwatch. us three should be a Warzone trio because, by the way, I play a ton of Warzone on my Xbox. So Listen, and oh, I right go now, one by myself. <laughs> I go like 100, like versus 100, like where it's all singles. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a Hunger Games aspect. Uh I've been finishing top fives a lot on that. But yes, after playing with friends, it's way more fun to play with friends than by yourself. Uh, but I think us three could put a little Warzone okay. trio together because I'm on Xbox and we this. can cross-platform. And my buddies play on PS4 and that's who I play with. And that's like super convenient now to be able to play with people on PS4. It's awesome. This I think needs every to console and game should be able to do it. Dude, okay, so we're just going to have to cut the pod short at some point. Go over, uh, play some Warzone before we get out of here. That's awesome. Clan man. tag, well, trail <laughs> casters. <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go. I don't think you're going to put that big, actually. We should make this happen. Okay, uh, first things first, though. Uh, let's let's stick with it. stick with the pod, then we'll go over and, and have some uh, some follow-up for next week with playing Warzone. I know uh, Blazer Tag, shout out to them. Hey! Ryan Whitty was trying to get me on this as well. So we've got, we should get a whole Blazer podcast community uh, match set up, man. This could be yes, fun. Yes, let's do it. I'm down. Okay, cool. And maybe uh, maybe and we can stream it to Danny Twitch. And and I don't know <laughs> how to do that, but we could f- sure figure it out. All right, so I was asking uh, the Trailcasters listeners earlier if you could only have one of these platforms right now, like between PlayStation and Xbox, and then you've got YouTube and Hulu, uh, Netflix, Amazon, Disney, and all that. If you could only have one of these uh, for getting through the rest of the quarantine, what would be their choice? So far in the polls right now, it looks like PlayStation and Xbox are kind of tied with Netflix, Amazon, Disney kind of thing. So YouTube and Hulu are falling behind. I'm kind of surprised. Well, can by that, I Dwight Schrute this and yeah. I can take the <laughs> Xbox that comes with all the apps? YouTube, oh. Hulu, Netflix, Disney yeah, I guess, Plus games. But that, that's as the whole well. point here. I mean, like, yeah, we've all got the connected system. Through my PlayStation, I can run to YouTube TV or you know using yeah all the all the apps on smart tv and the rest but th- I, if you could only have one what are you going with ty are you sticking with your xbox if you i have would the apps, like- um if i could only have one i would move over just to netflix and hulu like you you would take tv over gaming yeah i can binge for a long long time and i also like play games for a while but every once in a while like I can get more bored with the game I'm playing after a while, but with the TV shows, like there's always something new. So I can get lost in TV shows or like with documentaries, anything like that. Speaking of documentaries, we got that Jordan documentary coming out on Sunday. Super pumped for that. Uh, but yeah, I would take Netflix and Hulu uh, instead of gaming, which is they're close. It's it's definitely neck and neck. Okay. What do you I, think, Chris? That's tough. I, I like my video games. I do like my video yeah. games. My wife hates them because I like them. 
Um, <laughs> but it's kind of the boat I'm into. But as as a dad in 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 self isolation, it has to be Disney Plus. Like Dis- Disney Plus has oh. saved has saved my life. It's like the the girls are getting crazy, <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, fine, we're watching Frozen too. Oh yeah, Elsa, Anna, and everyone freaks out. Like without that, I'm screwed. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> Dis- it's Disney Plus, and that's the dad in me talking. No, that's a good point. There's that's a about certain life necessity. or death, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that, that's that's tough though, man. I I've always been such a gamer, but me and my wife spend so much time binging shows. And Ty and I, the last couple of weeks, have been talking about Ozark, uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, I I've been trying to promote Westworld. Apparently, no one else likes a good cerebral uh, suspense thriller, or whatever. But you know, fine. Are are you watching that at all, Chris? Have you checked out Westworld? I have not watched any like actual what? TV shows for a while oh, because. Okay. Like I said, like uh, I'm still working, so I'm you know yeah, in, yeah. The, in the office, so to speak, uh, for for most of my day. And then the night gets done, goes straight to getting the girls down. If I am watching anything, it's Disney. But what I have used the quarantine for is I was way, way, way behind on the Marvel universe. Like I hadn't seen any. Uh, of, okay. I hadn't seen any of the new ones since like the first Avengers movie. Like after that, like I just fell off because it's so much like travel, the girls, like I just didn't have time. Any it's, of the new ones? That how many years ago was the Avengers movie? That's what I'm saying. That's how far behind <laughs> I was. But I'm also like huge into all those comics, so I'm like I know all the storylines like most of the time sure, ahead of yeah. time. But I still like it. So I I have used uh, this extra time at home, like every single night, get the girls down, and then me and the wife play one of the the uh, the movies we watched. Uh, we were up uh, to Thor Ragnarok. Uh, last nice. night, so it looks like uh, Black Panther is next. We're, we're watching them in order of release. So uh, I am catching up, which one. is which is nice. But that's how I've, that is what I've been watching. Now, once that's done, then maybe we'll jump into the West Worlds and the uh, the Tiger Kings and whatever the the heck else is is no, big right now. No, no, listen, I, I don't know, Ty. You might push back on this one, but <laughs> Tiger King, man, I'm sorry, I. I why would I push back on that? <laughs> okay, good. I'm I fine. said maybe uh, I'm get into what? it. <laughs> what does that have to? Th- I'm I'm worried how you think about me now. <laughs> no, no. It's just it seems so damn popular. Just because I'm it. from a small country town, you think no. I'm like for these people <laughs> with no teeth, and I can just I'm all friends with these people. No, no. See, see, Tiger no, King is I not just really. Understand. No, Tiger King is like not really like on my watch list. It's like more like intrigue. Like maybe I'll watch no. it because everyone else is. I have the one be that, completely the one done with everything to watch it. Okay, the one that is on my watch list though on Netflix is uh, Sunderland Till I Die season two. I do want to catch up on that. I haven't even heard of that Sunderland. A- Till as I die? as a That's sports a fan, one, right? you, you have to watch oh. it. Oh yes, I- even if you're not oh. into soccer, as I think as a sports fan, you have to watch it. Ty, you're into you're into documentaries, docu series, so then you definitely need to to watch it because that's okay. basically what it is. Uh, as okay. a sports fan, I love it. It's really cool. It really plays into all that stuff that you don't get here, but how you know the English Premier League does the the promotion and relegation and how teams have to deal with that, uh, which I still think would be like a whirlwind if uh, leagues in the U.S. did that. Like, could you imagine? Like, I think it'd be awesome. Oh my God. Awesome. Like, it, baseball is the one that's set up perfect because they have the the farm system. But it's like, okay, well, you know, NBA the, could do it. Yeah, the Mariners. Tanked again. They, they suck. The boom. Like, nope. Bring a triple A team up. Like, yo, know, I know they would never do it. But I, what I love about yeah. it, people who don't understand like promotion and relegation, is like I just love that. Like, it adds a little bit of intrigue 
to every single game and every single team. Like you, like you may not be in contention to win the championship by any stretch of the imagination, but your season is still on the line because if you lose your, your last three games or whatever it may be, oh yeah, you're you're demoted down to 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 a lesser league and have to work your way back up. So I love the intrigue to it, and it, it works for them. I, but it's like all those all those sports concepts are so foreign to to people over here who think we've we've mastered the sports world and soccer is nothing, oh, even no. though. Uh, Soccer is only the most popular sport in the entire freaking world. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> uh, just want to weigh in here, too. Shout out to Mika Tyler at Hoopergirl. She responded to the poll earlier as far as if you could only have one of these platforms. She said sports, please, <laughs> which is, again, fair point. I think that's what we're all really waiting on. Uh, and Rashid Walton at OG Jailblazer threw in Nintendo Switch as his go-to. Do either of you have a Switch? Uh, I do have no. a I do have a switch and I am sorry there ain't no way that is my go-to like it's got some cool really? it's got some cool games and all that but the the internet play when you do play it is not that great most of its games are its standard platform games that have succeeded with Nintendo forever right so you're gonna you're gonna I go, figured you as a dad though does it have yeah. any sort of aspect like the Wii and all that where it's a little more child oriented no no I mean it can be but I don't care if it's child oriented. I'm not teaching them how to play my video <laughs> games. I got to have my one thing, my one thing. My oldest will come in and she'll grab my PlayStation controller and she'll sit in my my video game chair and like, Dad, I'm in your chair. And then she found out that because I, I I did I did purchase like uh, uh, the PlayStation Now, so you have like the catalog of all the back back yeah, games. Yeah, that's nice. And like she found out that there was Disney games on there, so I'll walk into my my game room and she's like on my PlayStation, like Dad, can I play Frozen? <laughs> and so like I'm about to lose my PlayStation, so I can't give her the Switch. But I mean, I like the Switch; it's fun. But no, I, I'm gonna take a PlayStation or an Xbox any day of the week over a Switch. Okay, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think, and like you said too, Ty, with the as far as the apps and the connectivity, when when you can have a PlayStation or an Xbox and have all of your TV streaming services, all of your old YouTube and everything else uh, accessible through that. It seems like a pretty nice uh, central unit. I'm not sure. Maybe Switch can do that too. Uh, have not experimented, but yeah, I'm with you. Let's move on and talk about some uh, some basketball a little bit. Uh, we've got the quarantine covered, I think, at this point. Well, we're like 15, 18 minutes in or so. Uh, last week, Ty, you and I were talking about how the NBA has started reporting that they're embracing cancellation, not just suspension. Uh, several teams have started to push to move the draft back to no earlier than August. Uh, and they're saying they need at least a month before games are played, like even after they are allowed to get back together. Yet today, I feel like we're, I'm still hearing a lot of people saying, oh, the NBA could return. We could have a season back. We could finish out some sort of asterisk form, like some mutated form of the postseason. Yeah. Can we put this to rest? Or, Chris, like, where do you stand on this? Is there any chance you think, in your mind, is the NBA going to come back to finish out the season, or are we just moving on? Uh, gosh, I think it's a tough question. I think... Uh, really? I think I, I I'm think, sold, man. No, here's the thing. I think I think it's harder for the NBA to come back just based on how the federal government has attacked the coronavirus and all this stuff because they've allowed and really wanted local governments to do more. So you may have like a situation in Florida where they're saying sports are essential businesses, right? And it, that was all because of the WWE and, and Vince McMahon's relationship right, with Trump. Right. Um, but now they're essential businesses. But then you have places like California where they're saying they don't expect live sports to come back till possibly 2021. So now you're going to it's going to be much harder for this league to roll out anything when every individual state 
could decide whether or not that sport is essential or not. If the federal government were doing more on this and saying, okay, now everything is is a blanket coverage, everything's good to go, then yeah. But with, with local governments being more in control, I think it's far more harder. And so I think you're looking at the season not returning at, at this point. Um, I don't think it returns. I've put it in my head... I've accepted that we won't have sports for a while, just so when sports come back, like I said, I'll be very, very excited. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think for a while they were pretty optimistic about getting this uh, season going, but I think as it just keeps going and going, um, I just don't see any way that they end up putting that together, a playoff or even a little tournament or anything, just because off, just off everything like. I mean, like, yeah, like what Chris just said, that's all perfect. Like, there's just so much random right now. Like, there's nobody's in sync on this. Yeah. Uh, and then also, like, with the NBA, like, they're saying, like, they need a month to get ready for all this and, and get back into it. And then, like, and then even guys like Damian Lillard, like, he said on some podcast, like, he hasn't even shot a ball, really, in the last couple months. Like, even <laughs> yeah, him, like, right. I mean, like one... for the Blazers, were, like, fighting for a playoff spot. And But I know, like, he's probably shot, but also guys like that who – probably don't have access to a rim that's their fault but also like just yes <laughs> i just don't know like i just don't see it all coming back that's, i just think end of it no just, that's what i was gonna say like if you're making millions of dollars a year yes thank you how yeah. do you not have, you have a, a basketball court in your dude, a, at your house know. or or like cj mccall i'm saying oh i haven't grabbed a basketball like dude you're making 20 plus a mil a year you yeah. haven't just gone on amazon real quick and picked up like a 150 one that you can go yep. put in your driveway that's probably the size of like yeah. 10 basketball courts like right and i don't understand what i don't understand about it is like as a professional athlete you never know yes you 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 do have your practice facility and all that, but you never know when you have access to it or how easy it is to get there. Maybe you're like, hey, I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to the PF, get up some shots, and you're like, oh, traffic sucks. I'm not gonna go now. I can just go right. out to my gym and start taking shots. Like Myers Leonard yeah. had a gym, and that guy wasn't even playing. So it's like I just don't yeah. understand it. Like, and I remember back in the day, like MTV Cribs. Like anytime they showed a, an NBA player, it was like, this, this is my Basketball gym. gym. This is my gym. Yeah. This is where I get my shots. <laughs> this, is, this is my gym. Rasheed Wallace's was outside. Look, his was in Portland, and his, his basketball court was outside. I just don't understand how they don't have a basketball court because anybody growing house up, is huge. That's a he has that right. huge, like, huge complex. I have no idea how he doesn't have a basketball court. I'm, I'm pretty sure he has a tennis court. So yeah, and he probably has a bunch of stuff he doesn't need. Like, hey, this is a uh, this is my pool. This is this is my jacuzzi. This is my sauna. Like, rip, man, come on, like. Yeah, I'm I, with I, it. I have no idea how these <laughs> NBA players don't have hoops or some way of getting shots up. But it to be fair, to be fair, that is the fan in me and the guy who's like ball is life. Because I am the type of guy that like, dude, if I see a basketball, it's in my hand. No. My wife picks on me. But at the same time, basketball isn't my job. Right. So if you yes, were if exactly. you were doing That's, something nine if, to five, if any of us were getting, if we were going to million dollars for anything, you're yeah. going to have that available to you. If if I'm trying to make a career out of anything and make my, with the ceiling for my career would be much less than what these guys are currently getting out I'm of putting basketball. a hoop in my living room. Yeah. I'm putting it on the wall <laughs> right. like where my big flat screen TV would go, and I'm putting a ball right there. So I'm sitting on the couch. I'm just shooting hoop all day. I'm yeah. I'm making my house a basketball gym. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that everyone needs to have a giant crib like we saw on MTV Cribs back in the day, but it is crazy when you see someone who has put plenty of resources into their space, who has a giant 
mansion of a place like that and you're telling me you don't have any sort of like home facility for shooting when you're like you know half asleep at night and just want to like just work on the subconscious side of it like come on man but i'm just saying the the, the counter argument to that is the fact that that's your job the counter argument is you want your house to kind of be your refuge from that you don't want it to be work that's fair and and yes it's a sport but it's still their job they don't want to think about it so i get that but i'm just saying if i had if i had a million bucks in a house that big there's a court. There is a court in that house, man. But also and look about like the rookies who might be like in these upscale apartments or something. That also could be yeah, a thing. Yeah. like who have no access to a court. They live in a little like twenty story apartment complex. Like, I really want to envision like someone so like I a Zach see it Collins. Them not having access to a hoop. Yeah. I want to envision someone like a Zach Collins at his apartment and his like the top floor and he's like, Well, I gotta <laughs> get some dribbling in. So he's just annoying all his neighbors because you're dung, dung. Dung. And, you know, like the, the <laughs> plaster is starting to fall off their ceiling while they're sitting on their I'm couch. I'm trying to bring a championship to Portland. Leave yeah, me alone. Yeah, exactly. The other aspect of this is that the, there could be a mental health side as far as players that play basketball constantly under high pressure. And now this stuff has happened where the season is just snatched away out of nowhere. Yeah, I can understand. Maybe you don't want to get right to work on practicing, uh, working on drills and doing kind of your own home workouts. You want to have some time off and just enjoy it. Totally understand the idea of a player like CJ, you said, uh, had a comment of like, I haven't touched a basketball. Okay, fine. But the idea of like, when we see them, when when, it, when we see ESPN putting a horse competition on TV and these guys, like, you know, you'll see, um, who was it? Zach Levine that had a monstrous property yard with like different kind of athletic facilities and he had multiple hoops. Okay, that makes sense. But then you see other people where it's like, these players, a Hall of Fame player, and all they've got going on is like, you know, kind of the, the stand-up hoop that I have out, outside here on my cold sack. It just seems a little odd. It was strange to me. It was a, it's a weird realization. And then, yeah, the, the other side of it, an active player like Dame who has the resources, not having a hoop on the court, it does blow my mind a little bit. Let's talk about the uh, the 2K tourney and the, uh, the kind of the alternative content, the quarantine content they've been giving us so far. Uh, I mentioned the horse tournament, but let's go with what happened first. The player's 2K tourney. We talked about this a couple weeks previously. Uh, Whiteside was representing Portland. He was a high seed, quote-unquote, even though the seeding was done in a completely non-useful way as far as seeding a a player's ability to play the game. Uh, He got eliminated early on. They had the final. It was uh, two sons. It was Devin Booker versus uh, DeAndre Ayton. Booker wins 100K for charity. He gives it to the Arizona Food Bank and Direct Relief, so shout-out to them. Congrats to Booker. But this tourney was trash, dude. This was absolute trash. (laughs) <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. I tried watching uh, Whiteside and Pat Bev in that first round. I gave up. I'm like, this broadcast yes. is so bad. Like, they were just staring at the game, which I get it. They're playing, but there was like no playful banter, no back and forth, no nothing. Like, right. there was occasionally, but I'm like, dude, talk. Give me some commentary. All I'm hearing is, all I'm hearing is this, is this. You know, <laughs> oh man oh man it was so oh. bad it was like you yeah. could have done so much better and i get it's hard to produce a show when you're not set up for it and people are in different locations but oh come on yeah but look at bleacher report uh i'm pretty sure they're doing like that online madden sim and they got somebody to commentate that I think it's like Adam Lavoke or, or I can't remember his last name. He does the Bleacher Report uh, stuff, and then I think he moved over to TNT for the NBA stuff. But he was commentating the Madden sim, and that was pretty entertaining. Daddy, and this 2K tournament was just so bad. 
Oh, it was, it was uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off there, Ty. I, nope. I was trying to listen to what you were saying, but part of it was a football and I started losing. Then I see this beautiful little girl. We have just Jumping. got joined by another guest. You guys say hi. <laughs> I love it. Say hi. <laughs> oh, now she's shy. Hi. How are you, little one? Say hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, <laughs> My apologies, Ty. I didn't mean I'm to cut you off, but uh, no, you didn't cut me off. You're that was good. so distracting. <laughs> hi, little one. Uh, they, that's what they, they should have done, Keith. Like honestly, I think what what would have been cool is they have Pat Bev, they have um, Hassan Whiteside, everyone else in there, mic them up, and then go get the guys who broadcast like the NBA Two uh, K League who yes, do the play by play for that. So you've got guys who are used to doing play-by-play for a video game, right? Let them do that. Give them a little bit of extra exposure because those guys work just as hard. And, yeah, so now you got play-by-play, and it's it's it starts to draw you in, and then you get the players reacting in real time. But then there's not that silence because you have some people who are used to filling that yes. silence on the regular. Like, no, don't, don't go have Kevin Calabro and Lamar Hurd do it because they – don't broadcast video games. It's completely different. Like, go get guys who are used to it, and it's just second nature, and you can produce this quite easily. Uh, it, they drop the ball on it. I think that that's for sure. Well, and this was the biggest thing about it. Uh, Ty and I were talking last week, uh, and it was about uh, I was mentioning the trash talk aspect because in that first round, especially with Whiteside and Beverly, it was just taken over by Patrick Beverly once he started to win and, and kind of. Uh, widen the gap there he just was talking so much trash and i understand i think a lot of people enjoy that a lot of people enjoy that kind of instagram live feel of it and i don't man i was not into the trash talk but i'm totally with you it seemed like what they were lacking was any sort of game sound i wouldn't even mind hearing the actual sound of the game being played and but i agree i don't want the video game announcers like from in the game i want like the 2k announcers some sort of actual calling the action making this about basketball because that's what people are looking for not just the ig stories uh I'm not entirely, I don't know, Ty, do you agree, where did you stand on the trash talk last week? I can't remember exactly. I was all for it. You were for the trash talk, that's right. <laughs> I don't know, man, like, I, was just, I would rather rather hear about basketball at this point. Uh, I don't know. We'd the, all uh, rather hear about sports and basketball, but it's all different right now, so we have to accept what we get, even though this 2K tournament was trash. I want all the trash talk in it because because obviously the gameplay and stuff was annoying. So spice it up with some trash talk. <laughs> but you could have better gameplay. I, mean, I I guess that is the other side though too. Even yeah. the best of these NBA players were probably not great as far as a lot of 2K players out there that we all know ourselves or have seen uh, on Twitch on Twitch and the rest. We did have some input here from Go Wash Your Damn Hands at Red Do- Red Dead Riot. Uh, he also said none of the content as far as the 2K tourney or horse challenge. None of it has been good. It's all terribly dry. Terrible try. Hard I give content. them props for trying yes. to put content out. It, it mean like it's hard, and they're trying to do it on the fly with all these people different places. They're trying to meet. I mean, I get it, it's hard, and it's props to trying, but they are not. It's just not doing it. That horse tournament, I watched twenty five seconds of it, and I thought I was oh, having no, bad really? Wi Fi, and it was their bad Wi Fi. <laughs> yeah, that was. And it looked. It was so bad. I couldn't do it. Now hold on, the, the 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 bad cell phone cameras from their friends like being, doing the handheld yeah. stuff that was uh, bad. But overall, I think the horse tournament was way better than the two K players tourney. It, do we agree on that? Was that I have was no that idea. at least the I, better of the content? I honestly didn't watch enough of either to give. Yeah, I, I gave up. Did not like both. I turned off both, and I went over back to Money Heist <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> nice. I think I think your best bet, Keith. I know you want basketball, but I think stop trying to make it about basketball. 
Like, don't make it a video game about basketball. Nah. Don't no, don't make it horse. Don't make it any of that because you can't replicate it, and it's always but, going. But you to, just no, said it's always got... going to fall short. It's always going to fall short unless you do it absolutely perfect. And even if they had the NBA two guys come in there and do some commentary, it probably still would have fell short because people want basketball. They want to see it in an arena. Okay, they okay. want to see the game. So find ways to use these guys' personalities to get something intriguing. Hassan Whiteside is hilarious. The dude is a borderline comedian, yet you couldn't right, get anything out of Right, but if you make it about just it. trash talk, it's worthless. Like Once, once you're having one person losing like that, they get shut down. That It's not nearly as fun. Because I mean, you're I, trying to I'm replicate a basketball game, and now you've lost... Every you've lost the fans who want to watch basketball because they're not interested in watching the video game. Okay, you, okay. You, so how so about this though? What if you set it up like you have all these guys like Carmelo Anthony who's going out there and doing his his shows on YouTube, but the one he did with right. Jamie Foxx this week. You have Damian Lillard doing these IG lives, and I know you said you don't want IG, but that's because. You don't want that IG feel when you're trying to watch a basketball game. So quit trying to make it about a basketball game and just play off these guys' personality. If you put Hassan Whiteside and a guy like Patrick Beverly and you just give them a half hour to go and just shoot the <laughs> and just maybe they talk about basketball. No, I'm good with that. They share yeah. some more stories. That's a way to get viewers, and I think it's going to intrigue a ton of fans to kind of open the door and, and learn a little bit more about these guys outside of just what they see on social media and from, and from us being the media. There's ways to use these athletes and use that platform to get viewership and draw people in. But I think when you try to make it about the basketball game, which is some, something everybody is missing and you can't replicate it, that's when I think you start to lose people. I'm I'm good with you on the on I, I didn't mean to say that I'm not into any of the IG stuff. I'm good with when like the Mellow's YouTube channel, uh, the wine stuff. We'll talk about that in a minute, actually, if you guys want to. But uh, the, it was just the is the trash talk aspect, the thing where it's just them kind of going back and forth. I just I just don't think that's what fans came to see when it's that 2K tournament or even the horse thing. You're like, and I honestly think you're I like think the humanitarian when you play when you play pickup ball, What's aren't that? you? You're like the humanitarian on the floor. Like you no. foul you foul someone and you're like, dude, sorry, bro. That was an accident. I didn't even mean no. to, I didn't mean to hit you that hard. Like it was a foul. Like I didn't do it on purpose. But like I totally didn't mean to hit you that. Are you okay? Do you mean to go get you a Gatorade? Do you need a towel? You got a little bit of sweat. Hey, time out. Time out. Yeah, are you time are out. you telling me that you wouldn't reach out and help someone up if you uh, if you foul <laughs> pick up? If, if they've been talking shit, they're sitting on the court as I walk it back. Depends up. on the scenario. Yep. If they're talking Come shit, on. they're not get up from the foul. That's a different situation. That's not what I'm talking about <laughs> oh, either. But that's what we're seeing from Whiteside. We didn't see him like fire back. Yeah. We didn't see Patrick Beverly talk all this trash to Whiteside and then have him come Keeps back and like, get fired up about it. He just sinks back in the chair further. It was less and less fun as the game went on. And <laughs> so I'm, you're telling me? So you're did, telling me it was Hassan Whiteside? Like that was Hassan Whiteside on the court too, right? Oh, game started. I get a big no, no, block no, look, and a look, dunk. No, I get a listen, big block and a dunk. I flex. On, I start playing bad. And what's he start doing? He starts slumping. Listen, he starts slumbering. Actually, That's why people pick on him. If, if on. you watched further on in the 2K tournament, you would have seen, like they had, I think it was Montrez Harrell and someone in the second round where they were still talking back and forth and having fun with it. But then even at the end, they were both still engaged. They're saying, hey, nice job, man. Good luck in the next round. You can have that. You had, you had it more That's about the ball Patrick being played. That's not Patrick Beverly, though. So Beverly was the problem then, not Whiteside. <laughs> I don't know if anyone was the problem, though. Yeah. I don't know if there was a problem. I think oh, you know, playing Ronnie on 2K a 2K on ESPN and thinking <laughs> yes. that it would be good and would bring all these viewers was the problem. There, It was just was bad in general. Regardless, if they wouldn't have trash talk and had all these guys talking and playing, it was still going to be bad, and I probably still wouldn't have tuned in. So true. Regardless, okay, true. I think it's fine.
Okay, so forget the 2K tourney. Even though they have now said that they're going to try and bring it back multiple seasons. They said they have had enough of a response. They're happy enough with it. They're going to try and bring it back. So what I wanted to get out here is how we can make it better. I think we all agreed that we could get some real announcers in there that would make it a better game. Maybe you guys think it just shouldn't be a basketball game at all, but whatever. Uh, about the horse tournament, though. Neither of you really watched this? Neither of you got engaged in the, uh, the horse tourney? No. Nope. Not at all. Oh, you guys, come on. It was more basketball. It was better than 2K1 was. Now, uh, I, I would have just see you're not in the same location. You have someone else filming it. I would have just used all sorts of uh, camera tricks and forced perspectives and stuff like that. So it's like, all right, now we're <laughs> shooting. Now we're shooting from half court, and you have your guy yes. film it. So <laughs> it looks like you're shooting from half court, but it was only like a 15 foot jumper, <laughs> like, like, and then, and just start messing with fools. Nine and a half foot rim, crazy stuff. Oh yeah. That's what I would have done. Well, so uh, I put out another poll for this when it was starting up last week. Uh, the first round, they had Trey Young versus Chauncey Billups, Tamika Catchings and Mike Conley, Zach Levine, Paul Pierce, Chris Paul, and Ali Quigley. Excuse me. Uh, everyone was seeming to favor Trey Young in this. He got beat in the first round. Uh, I loved it. That was awesome. Chauncey took him down. Uh, Big shot Mike Billups. Conley was Zach Levine made a fool of Paul Pierce. Mike Conley was playing in an indoor gym against Tamika Catchings in her like driveway hoop, like what I've got outside. Uh, Hall of Famer, I'm just crazy you didn't have more of that. But whatever, that's cool, whatever, we're moving on. Uh, the big one for me, though, Allie Quigley won two, I think, back-to-back three-point contests. She set a record for a three-point con- contest. She is a horse shooter, in my opinion. I have her to win it all. Uh, we're going to see the next round of this Thursday, so tomorrow, 6 p.m. Uh, if you guys want to try and tune in for this, put, on some, put some money down on Allie Quigley. Uh, winning in for it. <laughs> but I have a feeling neither of you are watching this, huh? Nope. Is it no. just the handheld cam? Is is the handheld cam the only thing wrong with it? Because it wasn't even all from that cam. They have one that's like a I'd rather cam go on the play side. horse myself. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but you can't. No. I have a basketball hoop. I get it. I'm good. I can go play. All right, Ty, you and I, let's do some, uh, you and I should stream like we a YouTube video virtual, of a horse comp. It's a virtual horse. <laughs> I just, I mean, for me, like, I'm the type of person who actually, like, likes all star games and all star events and. I don't really watch the Pro Bowl anymore, but I'm all right with it. But this type of stuff, uh, I thought I'd be more into it, but I no. Like as soon as I like tuned it on, I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I must have watched the very like first round of Chauncey and Trey, and like the very first couple shots, and I was like, okay, this is, I'm done. So, <laughs> but I think it's props to them for trying to put out content. Um, I I I went in thinking I would like it, so. Yeah, well, it's, I, I gl- I'm glad you gave it a chance. Uh, we had listener Seth Morgan ask, is the horse comp adequate programming and content for these meager times, or is it, embarrass- is it an embarrassment to the sport and journalism itself? Chris, being a journalist of the sport itself, uh, maybe you can weigh in on that one. Are you full-on against this thing, or is it just that it was just bad setup, like we're saying with the, the cameras? No, like how can you be against it? And and saying it's against journalism and sports journalism, that's kind of ludicrous. <laughs> like. <laughs> people write about anything and everything and there's always a market for it. It's just when you try to replicate something and do it uh, so hastily, you're not going to get a good product. And that's not, that's just anything. Everything takes time. I mean, they, they, it feels like they put this, this uh, 2k show together in like a week. I mean, you, you need that. more time, you need more time than that. And same with this, this horse thing. And I think say with horse, like I think people want to see that, more in like a venue where I can see all the players and you can have players mic'd up talking to each other like the whole time rather than the cell phone, bad audio, 
glitchy internet stuff. I think a lot of people get lost in that aspect of it. It's not the, I don't think it's the content that is drawing people away as much as it is the execution. And that's just not, that's not even on the NBA or anyone trying to do it. It's just a sign of the times and how hard it is to get something done right now when you can't have people in the same venue and self-isolation, six feet apart, all that nonsense. So I'm giving them all a pass on that. Uh, I just think I mean, in general, I, if you want to bring on it back, that it has to be better. I, yeah, yeah. I, I get you on that, that it's like this was a surprise. It was something they had to kind of, they had to improv on the spot and figure out how to do it both for the 2K tournament and the horse tournament. But to be honest, we all know there there are... YouTube producers out there, there are people that do these kind of streaming services that maybe not may they're maybe not working for the NBA or ESPN right now at the time, but I'm a little surprised that they weren't like consulted or some people weren't asked, like, hey, what's the best way we could set this up? Maybe it was just a time crunch, like you said, but I don't know. I would be down to see the 2K tournament or another horse tournament, more stuff like like a virtual dunk contest. Okay, okay, I could see that too. The same kind of setup as the horse thing, but what you absolutely need is better camera work. And again, it shouldn't be that hard to set up if you took a little time to do it right. Let's talk about some more specifics. Uh, we mentioned Mello. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel going, a YouTube show, What's in Your Glass. He has been talking, uh, he had Jamie Foxx on recently, and they were talking about how uh, he plans on starting up a wine, or was it a winery or just a, a certain a certain vineyard? Is he going full on winery? No, I think he's just making a wine, like a specific wine. A wine, yeah. Okay. Well, it was cool, man. Uh, he he sounded like it's not, it's not maybe this thing where everyone I think has kind of pictured, especially for Mello specifically in the past before he came to Portland, there was this perception that he had kind of a lot of it was about branding and kind of the 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 label and how much you get out there. But he has some comments when he was uh, talking with Fox about this, where he says. Uh, he has to come correct if he's going to make wine. He has to learn the whole business, not just put his name on something or slap a logo on it. I thought that was cool. Uh, I'm down to try this. I know I'm, I'm sure right now we are all probably drinking a little more wine, a little more <laughs> alcohol than usual if you if you imbibe at all. Uh, if we can afford some of Mello's wine at some point when, when it comes out, I would uh, love to get my hands on it. I wonder if Mello, being the wine guy that he is and how much of a wine state Oregon is, and if he does look right. at doing his own vineyard or anything, if he will maybe, as LeBron moved to L.A. for more business, if Mello will stay in Portland for more yeah, business. Yeah, there we go. never know. Like I'm, just, I'm, going. Just, I'm thinking outside the box there. But, uh, yeah, you know, if he's like, hey, this place is going to make and grow my wine, I need to be close. So let me uh, settle down here for the next two years, and I'll build this winery, and then as soon as I'm done playing... On to the next venture. It's good, man. I like it. No, I, th- I think that does actually uh, maybe influence. Could we see Mel coming back here to Portland? I, and I saw the, him do, I think it was a Twitter live with Gary V. And yes. he was rocking a blazer cap, which, I mean, someone like Mello, I think they're pretty aware yeah. of what they're wearing at all times. And like I said, the branding, right? Exactly. And then he was wearing some blazer hat that I hadn't really seen. I, I think it said Rip City with a blazer logo in the O or, or, or as the I or, or maybe something else. But yeah, I thought that o. was a little convenient. Too. Not the O. There's, <laughs> no, there's no Rip you. City in that. Rob City. Rob City. <laughs> Uh, or maybe Rio City. Rio City could be fun. That'd be a different. Uh, anyway, you leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, I could see Melo sticking around a little longer, or this at least raising the likelihood that he sticks around Portland, which I'm, I would be all for. Uh, we also heard about another small Ford uh, that wants to stick around, Rodney Hood. He is working his way back from the Achilles injury, uh, but he had some comments the other day where he was. 
talking about his player option and how he's going to be here, but he doesn't just want to be here for the one year. He kind of implied that he would be looking for a longer-term deal. Uh, I think that certainly there's possibilities. We don't really know exactly how that could all fall out, but I think this is great news. Uh, I'm super stoked to have him in Portland. The real question I think going forward would be, especially as far as signing him to a long-term contract, how much will his game suffer from this Achilles injury? Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts as far as uh, this changing things up? We saw with Wesley, right? Fans have seen former Blazer Wesley Matthews go through an Achilles injury. We all thought it would kind of wreck his career. He kept playing for a while down in Dallas, but it did change his game. So, I don't know. What do you think for Rodney? I don't think it. I don't think it changed Wesley's game that much. I think a guy like a Wesley Matthews or a guy like a Rodney Hood can come back from an Achilles injury a little bit better than some others because their game isn't really predicated on their explosiveness. And it's more of a finesse game um, and, you know, playing defense, locking down. It's not about jumping up and and really moving uh, with crazy, like I said, a crazy amount of explosion. So I think they can bounce back. And and I think the way Rodney Hood plays, I think he's worth a long term deal. Maybe he takes a little bit of hit financially. Maybe you're not going to give him as much as you would per per year. I don't know. Uh, But uh, there's something to be said about a guy who wants to, to stay in an organization in a place that he feels comfortable. I mean, he took less money uh, to come here in the first place yes i think being right. able to be a starter played into that but i think there's a lot of other factors that people don't put enough emphasis on just i think that this is a guy who's dealt with like his anxiety issues and stuff those are well documented and and portland did a very good job of embracing that when some other uh teammates and organizations may not have i think that played into it uh his family and himself obviously loved the city that played into it and yes getting a chance to start is what everybody wants to do but i don't think that is always the end-all be-all i think there's a lot of factors in there and he is very genuine about wanting to be here for the long haul he found a place that's comfortable and i think portland wants him too i think achilles injury aside i think that was the plan right Get him into a deal where he's not he he doesn't hit that market the way other people would. He can take that player option, or we can rework something. We can keep him here for the long haul. I think people kind of misinterpreted uh, what he was saying during that press conference yesterday. It, it, it kind of confused a lot of the members of the media when he said he hasn't made a decision on his player option, but he'll be in a Portland uniform next year. And people are like, well, what does that mean? You said right. you, you haven't made you haven't made a decision. You either accept it or you don't. And maybe I'm just reading too much in between the lines here, but I think that's what you're getting here too, Keith, is I interpreted yes. it as he is weighing the option of possibly declining his player option to sign a multi-year deal to stay in Portland. Right. And I think that is a best-case scenario because say he doesn't come back fully – from that Achilles and he isn't a starting caliber small, small forward that you want anymore. He is still a valuable player to have off your bench and, and he's a very good defender. He came up big in the series against Denver. Uh, as I tweeted uh, when it happened and during the replay, fresh legs, he, <laughs> he didn't play at all during that, <laughs> what that fourth quarter, those overtimes came in and won the game. Uh, no, I want him here for the long haul. He fits here. Perfect. There's not a better uh, player name to, uh, city landmark with hood and Mount hood. There's not a better combo in the entire <laughs> NBA. So no, he has to, he, he has to stay. I love it. Uh, I'm with you. And I think the Blazers, obviously they, I think they didn't want Rodney hood to tear his Achilles or, or not tear it, whatever he did. Like he ruptured his Achilles or however he did it. Obviously that's a terrible injury, but for them thinking long future, this could be kind of a Steph Curry situation with the Warriors where they got him off of that ankle injury and they 
like paid him cheap for four or five years, and then they had money to go get other players. Now they keep, and now like with Rodney Hood, I think they can keep a guy like him who's talented. And then now with Nasir Little and with Gary Trent, they can kind of let Rodney Hood take his time to come back, go from recovery to bench to starter and not rush him back. And then in two years, he's fully healthy. And let's say that he signed that long-term deal for another two years and then at like $9 million a year, then that's a bargain for the Blazers who now have a starting caliber small forward at $9 million a year or whatever, and then they can go get other people to fill around the roster. So I am all about Rodney Hood staying, and I Absolutely. am pumped about it. Well, I love just the options we're talking about too. Right before Hood, we were talking about Mello here, or want, if we were talking about Mello maybe wanting to stay here, uh, and that as well would be a situation where obviously you would want him to take a team-favorable kind of deal. Rodney Hood being in the situation where he could be favoring Portland, suddenly we could be having kind of what you just laid out, Ty. We could be having a really uh, a real number of options here on the wing when you look at uh, everything from Trent, Hood, Mello, uh, Ariza still under contract for one more year. Even Wenyan Gabriel being a young prospect that seems to have shown out enough where the team is is interested. There's a lot of a uh, a lot of depth at a place where the team has traditionally had a, a a bit of a gap. So something to hope for there. And you know what else we have coming back? We have more talk uh, can be renewed here about Lamarcus Aldridge. The other night, NBC was playing back Blazer games, and Dame took over the Twitter account. He was asked, which former Blazer would you want to play with? And he answered, LaMarcus. LaMarcus then retweets this with googly eyes. Uh, and unfortunately, the Blazers then delete the tweet. This is probably more about something where they didn't want to be pushing any sort of illegal uh, uh, boundaries here, uh, avoiding sort of like tampering charges. But I think kind of said something, you know, like Damon Aldridge. He said it multiple before. times, LaMarcus. I think he said like he listed, the, I think he listed him with a group of players. And then they asked like, what player of that list would you right. want back? And then he said LaMarcus. So for him to put LaMarcus twice, like, he's obviously is thinking about him. And then he answered a question saying that, like, he never even wanted him to leave. So, like, he answered a couple questions about LaMarcus Aldridge throughout that thing, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, and I also hate hate the fact that the league worries about tampering. Like, I can't talk, I can't talk about a guy I used to play <laughs> with and how I enjoyed playing yeah. with him for, for fear of tampering. I, I think that's kind of a joke on the league to, to pretend like these guys – don't talk to each other or try to uh you know make them convinced that they need to come sign with team a in the off season and stuff like that it, it, you're just keeping up appearances at that point and i thought it was all innocent yeah. so if that's what the nba was thinking uh that's kind of a joke i am firmly on the lamarcus aldridge to portland bandwagon if there is one uh, fans fans who are opposed to that Get your feelings out of this nonsense. The dude left. He went to Texas. That was freaking half a decade ago. The guy is one <laughs> of, to this day, still the best power forwards in the game. He's a finesse player. He gets gets buckets. He gets rebounds. He gets blocks. He is he, he's a Hall of Fame uh, style talent. You wouldn't want that back on your team. You can't look at me and say. I have Zach Collins, I have Carmelo Anthony, who's played the four, I have Wenyan Gabriel and Caleb Swanigan, who play the four and the five, and I have LaMarcus Aldridge, who can play the four and the five, and look at that and say, whew, yeah, I don't want LaMarcus Aldridge. That's that's just ridiculous to me. 
Listen, why would you not he want him? He still put up 40 points last season. Right. 40-point game last year. You know, you, why, why don't you want him? Because he said he wanted to be the greatest Blazer of all time, and then he left. I'm sorry. Everybody says it. It's called marketing. I'm always going to say the right stuff when I'm a basketball player because I have a brand. But then all of a sudden, a chance to come play close to my hometown comes in? That's hard to say no to. Not only is it hard to say no to, it wasn't and, and not disrespecting the other franchises, but... There's a difference between going and playing for the Houston Rockets and the Dallas Mavericks versus playing for the San Antonio Spurs and Greg Popovich <laughs> and the, like the lineage, the history, and the way that organization is run. So when they come knock on your door and give you a chance, yeah, you're going to listen. And there was also stuff with Portland like, look, you, you brought up Wesley Matthews, and yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge leaving was part of that, but it's not like Portland just said, hey, I... Screw Wesley. He hurt his Achilles. We want to let him go. They decided to blow the whole team up after uh, when LaMarcus decided to leave. So yeah, that's right. There's so much that plays into that. But when you just look at it from a pure basketball perspective, how could you not want LaMarcus Aldridge? So you're, if, if that is the guy who could be the difference between not making the playoffs or making a deep playoff run and playing for a championship, and you're going to say, oh, I don't want a chance at a championship because that guy hurt my feelings in the summer of 2014. Like, just get over that nonsense. He's one of the greatest Blazers of all time. He will always be one of the greatest Blazers of all time. Damian Lillard put him on his Mount Rushmore. He said that LaMarcus Aldridge is underrated by a lot of players, uh, a lot of fans, and I think it's because he left that they want to forget about him. But when he was in Portland, he was one of, if not the best power forward in the game. Why would you not want Let's that talk back? about... Let's talk about the, uh, the Blazer Rushmore that Dame put out there. And Ty, I didn't realize that that came before uh, the comments about wanting LMA or wanting LMA back as a teammate. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting too. I hadn't really seen that part. So I guess I will have to go back and watch my Twitter chronology or just put you in charge of this from now on. Uh, yeah, Dame's Blazer Rushmore though. He had himself, Clyde Drexler, Bill Walton, and LaMarcus Aldridge. No Brandon Roy, no Terry Porter. There are certainly things you can look at and kind of question back and forth here. But I'm not even most upset by the Aldridge pick. I would almost, like, I, I, who, who would you say is the weakest among those? I would almost say there's an argument for Walton being the weakest of those four. I've been reading uh, The Breaks of Our Game. It's a book about the Blazers in 1978-79 season. It's written by Dave Habistro. Hey. And after reading that, I understand that he wasn't always the fan favorite, uh, Walton. And the way he oh, yeah? kind of left and the way he kind of ruffled feathers throughout the organization, uh, I could see people who are maybe diehard, diehard Blazer fans not even putting him on there because of the way he left. So, like, reading this book has given me more, like, or just giving me more insight into him because I used to just, like... I mean, like, I, I mean, like, I used to just think he was, like, just the greatest, greatest Blazer of all time. But now getting it, I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I, got, I, I mean, like, I might not even put him on mine. That's what I'm saying. I think he goes on there because he won a title. Um, and right. everybody has hot takes. Most hot takes are bad. My hot take is that I think Bill Walton <laughs> is incredibly overrated. I, I don't like. I don't know. Understand why he's always in this conversation as one of the greatest it's centers the to ever play the game. Like not just one of the best Blazers. It, like he's one of the greatest I mean, centers. He was passing before everybody. Yeah. Oh, I think good. that was it. Yeah, but there's Bill Walton does not belong in the conversation with the Wilt Chamberlains I, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's of the world. Oh no, not like, at all. But people not put him all. in there, and then you watch his old games, and yeah, he was passing. He was a passing big before a passing big was a thing. But to me. There's just nothing else about Bill Walton's game that just jumps off as like, that guy is just all time great. Like, 
he's a good <laughs> basketball player. He was a really good center, one of the best players to ever play in Portland. But, I mean, if you just go back and watch the tape, granted he didn't get a chance to be here, I'm taking prime Euro Sabonis over Bill Walton yes. every freaking day. That's what I'm saying. And also, that might have been Jack Ramsey's system he was playing in. Like, going through and reading this book as well, like, his system was setting up these players for all this. Like, that was almost Jack Ramsey's system. Like, have a center who was passing, and then he just kind of mm -hmm. happened to be the perfect man for his offense. Like, I think it was best of both worlds there. Yeah, he got absolutely. Lucky with having a great coach for his system. Yeah, I mean, come on. And, and, and then his knees betrayed him. The, his career ended short. So, bonus came over and was still one of the best centers in the league on two bad knees and at 35 years old. Like, it, the, the guy gave Shaq everything. Like, I, I think Sabonis is I think Sabonis is a person who people don't talk about enough because they only look at his NBA tape. When you look at Sabonis' Euro tape, he's one of the best big men to ever pick up a basketball. And, and I, I mean, I think he's a better basketball player than Bill Walton was. I'm not putting him on, on my Blazer Mount Rushmore because he doesn't deserve to be. But I think overall he was a better basketball player than Bill Walton was. Like I said, you're going to get a lot of heat when you post this podcast. People are going to say, <laughs> what the hell is Chris talking about? Everybody has hot takes. Most hot takes are bad takes. But that's my hot take. Just not a Bill Walton fan. But because he won Portland's only title and he was the focal point of that team, I think he does deserve to be on, on the Blazer Mount Rushmore. That's why I, I think Brandon Roy deserves to have his number retired. I think it, it, what he did for the team went, meant way more than those wins and losses. I think he, he had a, a large hand in people rooting for the Blazers again. But that Mount Rushmore okay, that Jay so picked, I agree with it. I like it. Oh, see, I, 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 man, you, you came full circle there, bro. I, I was uh -huh. setting this up for it. sounded like we were all going to go with the hot take of saying, <laughs> yeah, Walton was the least deserving name of these four. And I'm still on that page. It sounds like time might be kind of there as well. And it sounds I'm like you were there with you. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> okay, no, no, how about no, this, Chris? no. I think he's the least deserving of the four. I think he deserves a yeah. spot, though, because he won that title and he was the focal point of but, the team that did. But I'm outside the Chris, title, yeah, but there, I'm with there, yeah, yeah. But outside the title and outside the title, partly being due to a system thing, like you're saying, Ty. I, I mean, Brandon Roy he played did four so seasons for, for the Blazers. Just yep. four. Walton only played that. four. Yep. And Sabonis played like, what, six or seven? And for so, Walton's so career as a Blazer, he was 17 and 10. No, 17 and 13 with four assists a game as a Blazer. I, but I'm still he saying. He only played 209 games. I'm putting Brandon Roy on over Walton. If I'm doing my uh, my Blazer Rushmore, Dame is a lock. I'm putting Roy on there. Clyde He's is a lock. I would say Brandon Roy, and I mean, even LaMarcus Aldridge, I could argue for Porter, or I could talk about uh, Sabonis, and maybe not Sabonis as far as just his Blazer side, but I mean, yeah, I would be happy with Dame, Clyde, uh, Brandon Roy, and Aldridge way more than including Walton on there. And I understand the championship thing. I think that is what really tilts it. But I think when you get past the surface, man, I just, I don't know. I think Walton... Uh, if we're going to fault Sabonis for, uh, if we're going to say that he only gets his Blazer career counted, I feel like with Walton too, you got to look at like, well, he only really did this for the for the Blazers. His entire Blazer career outside that chip wasn't all the glory that it's meant up to be. I mean, so for, or so for Bill Walton's career, he put up 13 points, 10 rebounds, and 460-something games. Sorry, I just went by it. And then Sabonis, for his career, and he came in late, he played 470 games and he put up 12 and seven. So he was older and he basically put up what Bill Walton did throughout his career. So similar game number, but 13 and 10 for Walton, 12 and seven for Sabonis. Sabonis yeah. Okay. And he came, but, and then for Sabonis is 
he played from age 31 to 38 for the Blazers. I mean, that's I mean, seven years there. So, okay. See, this is good. We're 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 ending the podcast on a big setup question for what we can talk about next week. Let's dive <laughs> deep, maybe into more of this Blazer Rushmore because obviously there's an argument to make one way or the other. The championship is hard to deny from Bill Walton, but there are so many others as well. I mean, yeah, for me, yeah, like, pre- I mean, for me, like, Roy is the one who got me into Blazers basketball. So yes. for me, he's almost number one on that list for me. It's a generational thing for sure. There's certainly that. But Chris, you pointed out too, there were people, uh, or maybe it was you, Ty, mentioning the book, but there were people from the generation of Walton that are maybe not the biggest Walton fans either. So I don't know. It could be just kind of a, a, a squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of thing. Like you hear the Walton fans and we assume, oh, everyone loves Walton. Maybe it's less so. I'd be curious about this. Maybe we can set up another poll for next week of everyone uh, kind of putting in their Blazer Rushmore. We'll see how consistent this really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to throw in here before we get out? Nope. My hot take out. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, I love it. it. He came we- with the fire today. You, you bring a thrower. hot take at the end here, and it's a hot <laughs> take that we end up all agreeing on, and then you back away from it. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> trying to set us up. Man. I just go around. I, just, play, I play nice to all the people who do like Walton. Like, well, <laughs> well, I still kept him on the mountain. Uh, and I think, yeah. and then also Chris might be the one guy here who might run into Bill sooner than rather than later than us because he's around the facility stuff more. So you know, he's gotta, he's gotta keep that. Or Dame, man. Look, Dame is going to come find you and be like, if, if you said Walton wasn't on yours, he's going to yeah, come like my like, what do you mean? Why, Dame's going to come and find you, Chris, and be like, well, I was listening to Trailcasters back when I heard you disagreeing with my Rushmore. What's up, man? What are you doing here? No, I'm, I'm just a fly so, on the wall. He doesn't job even know who I am. You're doing. He doesn't even know that. And then he'll <laughs> learn about Bully Burkhart. He'll be like, oh, never right, mind. Right there Bully in the locker Burkhart's room. Here. Just, just taking him out. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but Bill Walton's crazy. He's divided. I don't understand. Why? Outside of Drexler and Dame, let's have a let's not end. Let's have a conversation for a second. Okay, outside let's keep going. I, I'm, out, I'm here. outside of Drexler and Dame, why are so many Portland greats so polarizing? Like Bill Walton, maybe he's on your Mount Rushmore Small or not. City. Yeah, maybe maybe he's on your Mount Rushmore. Maybe he's not. But there's no doubt he won a title. He's one of the greatest Blazers of all time. People either love love him or they hate him. Brandon Roy, the whole like, should you retire his jersey? People argue that Brandon Roy is overrated and he didn't do that much. And I'm just like, dude, like I lived that time. That's the insane. dude was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge, like I said earlier, he was one of the best power forwards in the game in his time in Portland, and he still is. Yet he's so polarizing. People either love him or they hate him. Myers Leonard, not a not a Blazer great by any means. But another player that is so polarizing. People either love him or they hate him. Hassan Whiteside, polarizing. Like, why is it that outside of like the you, couple you know players, everyone is so polarizing in this city? I gotta say, it's the I, I think the common denominator here is the passionate fans, man. I, I think it's that fans get uh, wrapped up in these players, not just on the surface of just their stat numbers or whatever, where they can be like, oh, he put up this much, so we're happy with him. Uh, like, we we love our ball here and we love our, our ballers. I think it's uh, I think it just goes beyond the surface for that. And look, I just got to get in here too, just because I don't want to be called out for everything I've said about Aldridge in the past. And I I was stung when Aldridge left, man. I yep. was pissed about it. I had a whole lot of bad shit to say about him. Uh, I, I probably said more bad stuff about Aldridge when he left than I ever said about Myers total. <laughs> uh, but that all being said, I totally agree with you. He was one of the best, if not the best uh, power forward in the game when he was up here. He's continued to be good. He's 
a fantastic player even now. And the fact that he knows Portland, knows Dame, wants to come back here, and Dame wants him back too, I am 100% in favor. I would love to see, maybe not next year, but like maybe two years or three years down the road, getting this uh, team built where you have a core of Dame, hopefully CJ still, but, you know, that's always meh. we talk about that later. Uh, and then Nurk and Aldridge in the front court, man. That would be something. And then, hey, look, maybe we have Rodney Hood here on a long-term contract, so we got him coming off the bench, some young small forward that wants to make a name for himself. That's a five that you could be proud of no matter who it is. Now I'm just fantasizing about basketball. I want basketball back. Where's basketball? Go play uh, 2K okay. and stream it, and just hopefully whoever's <laughs> playing against you doesn't trash talk, so you get it, you get all upset. You get all up in your feels. It would be nice to Keith. It would be nice. <laughs> Oh man, no, no. But something for me, real quick, on the Aldridge front is I, yeah. I mean, that playoff series versus Houston, those first two games when he had yes. forty six and eighteen and forty three and eight will always stick with me, like, dude. I'll yeah. never forget that. Like that is the player. That's how dominant and good that guy was. He could not stop from the mid range. Yeah, I, I would love to have the Marcus Aldridge back. Everyone remembers that series for the uh, the point nine shot from Dame at the end there, but. Dame wouldn't have been in a position to hit that shot if Aldridge hadn't carried the team for two games uh, to open up. So, yeah, was, that, was, that was incredible. I remember that. Uh, the, what do you say the stats were for those games, Ty? His first game, he had 46 and 18 on 54% shooting. His Ooh. next game, he had 43 points and 8 rebounds on 64% shooting. His first game, he had 31 attempts. His second game, he had 28 attempts. And, Damn. Uh, and then for both those games, we're on the road as well. Yeah, wow, that's right. Road down in Houston. So putting up those here. stats on the first two games against Houston, like, just amazing. Like, that is the type of player that, yes, he may maybe not be that anymore, but I think even this last year, like, right before, like, this whole pandemic thing happened, I think, like, a month before, like, he had a 40-point game, and then he had, like, a 30-something else point game, like, back-to-back. So he still has it. And then I think if he comes here with Portland, where we're all of a sudden, like, now, like, he's not the main guy, he can get right. into the system. I love it, but yeah. we'll see. It, it, you could you could have, and granted, his body hasn't betrayed him to that point yet, right? But you could have that Arvita Sabonis situation where you have a guy here who's yeah. still got gas in the tank, is still talented, but Arvita Sabonis was, I think, the fourth or fifth leading scorer on that team. I, I think he was the fourth leading scorer. <laughs> and, and so you had a guy who, who didn't have to take over and command the ball. And if you had LaMarcus Aldridge come in at, what what is he now, 32, 33? You have him come in like 34, maybe. Okay, 34. There you go. So, so he's in his mid 30s. That's the point here. You have him come in, and he he doesn't have to command the ball and be the go-to scorer anymore. You still have Dame. You still have CJ. You understand that Nurk is a huge focal point of that offense. It, it's why not bring him in as a fourth? That's a pretty Dude. good fourth option. And the other thing that when people were talking about this potential trade off season, um, or during the season, excuse me. Do they want Blake Griffin? Do they want Kevin Love, Lamarcus Aldridge out there? Why would you, again, not want a guy who is prolific in a Terry Stotts offense and a guy who Damian Lillard has been on the record saying that he's never had anyone that he didn't have to teach the pick and roll to outside of Lamarcus? A guy who just <laughs> a guy who just knew where he wanted him to be and they just had a connection in the pick and roll. So you get a guy like Nurk who I think runs the pick and roll super great with Dame. And then a guy like Lamarcus, who runs the pick and roll super great with Dame, and put them on the floor together. I'm yeah. sorry, he may You're have so left. He, he may left. have left. He, he he may have hurt my feelings on the uh, on the way out. 
but you come bring a championship, man, it's all water under the bridge. Bygones be bygones. <laughs> Hell and yeah. people are going to be wishing that they didn't burn their LaMarcus Aldridge jerseys because they're now they're going to have to go pay 60, 70 bucks to go buy new ones. <laughs> Don't Listen, worry the about one the, of the past. Thing we Stone. The one thing we haven't mentioned here, too, one thing LaMarcus always said when he was up here in Portland is he didn't want to be called the center. He wanted someone else in there next to him. He wanted to be a power forward, right? Yep. Now we have now we have a legit center. Nurk would be here. Nurk wouldn't feel like he's being replaced by LaMarcus because they're playing different positions. I, I got to say, though, I got to throw a little, uh, little dark cloud over this. The Spurs are not going to give us LaMarcus for free. No, I think the only if way he comes someone, is in free agency. He's not coming via trade. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's a good point. He has too. one so year left on his trade deal. Be about yeah, one year left on his deal. Is it, he has only one more year. Well, yeah, I mean, after this year, yeah. going into next next year, it would be the final year of his deal. Pretty sure the twenty twenty one season is the final year of Lamarcus's then, career, but contract. Yes, he does turn thirty five in July. I'm okay with a thirty five year old You're free about- agent Lamarcus coming back here. Okay. Yeah, I am I'm well. good with it for ten mil, well. ten twelve mil a year. Give it to me. Well. Oh and I God. also think there could be a way the Blazers could trade for him. I don't think they will, but I know I just think the Spurs team might have hit their wall finally and they might be looking to maybe finally change some things up. There's just no way they can go ahead with their best players as Aldridge and DeRozan and right. guys like Derek White and Jonte Murray. So I think they might be able to get him for a nice little deal, but obviously like you're not going to give up any core pieces for him. So yeah, like you can either just wait for him to make it easier, but Oof. I can see the Spurs maybe trying to blow it up and trying to get rid of them. All right, well that's some that's some nice hopeful hopeful thoughts to leave with as far as uh, man, think of that roster. Okay, so maybe not next year, but you talking two years from now, you could have Dame, CJ, Hood, Aldridge, Nurk, and maybe and that would be Hood being the weakest link there. If and Nasir, Simons, Trent, and Nasir. Oh my God, I love it. Oh, it's <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. You didn't even say. Oh yeah, you just say Simons. Wow. And whatever draft pick they do or trade for this year. Oh man, I'm. How is it that suddenly I'm feeling so good about Blazer basketball when the season has been like canceled indefinitely? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are wonderful. You put me in such a good mood We're talking addicts. about Blazers for a while. I love it. This is, this is excellent stuff. Well, hopefully all the listeners have enjoyed this as well, putting some kind of good, positive Blazer vibes in their head. Uh, going forward for the future, let us know what you think. Give us your Blazer Rushmore. Tell us where we are wrong about Dame Clyde. Walton or Brennan Roy, LaMarcus, <laughs> Porter, where, whoever you throw in there. It has to be four. Limited to four. I want to know what the cutoff is. Thank you, listeners. And thank you, Chris Burkhart of NBC Sports. Always love talking with you, man. Uh, Burkhart the bully. If listeners wanted to reach out to you on social medias, where can they find you? At C. Burkhart, NBCS on Twitter. You can fi- follow me there. I'll talk basketball all day. I'll talk about anything. I like social interaction anyway. I can get it nowadays. We gotta we gotta get you to like relabel your uh, your Twitter as Burkhart the Bully or something, or just make a new account. Maybe I'll make a, a fake account for, for you and <laughs> Be, just call it Burkhart yeah. the Bully. My ghost account. <laughs> my, go, my ghost All account. Right, Burkhart so the Bully. My, I might have to change it. That might have to be my my, my PlayStation name moving forward. There we go. <laughs> That's what else we're going to do. Uh, listeners, let us know if you're on Warzone. Uh, let's get on there. Let's get some uh, Trollcasters League or Podcast League going on. Uh, but thank you, listeners. And remember, you can write us at any time about anything, preferably Blazers, but we will take all of your quarantine topics. Uh, shout out to all of this week's write-ins at HooperGirl22, at OG Jailblazer, at Skate4Blazers, at Red Dead Riot, and at Ripped City PDX. We're not going to draw winners right now with everything going on. We're just going to 
send out basketball cards to those of you who have interacted and retweeted and done all the rest for us as we asked on Twitter. So thank you. Uh, Ty, if they're looking to contact us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the social medias, where can they find us at? Find us at Trailcasters. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and that's at Trailcasters. You can find me at Rip City Keith, he at Ty Delbridge, and Chris was at, at C. Burkhart. Say it one more time for me. C. Burkhart, NBCS. Get it? NBC Sports. It's kind of funny because I kind of work there. Hey, oh, it's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those God. acronyms. Uh, Ty, if they're looking to send us any of those fancy, dancy, old school emails, where do we take them? They can send them at trailcasters at gmail.com. And if they want to find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, we are always looking for what? Five stars. And they can find these beats from Odar at? SoundCloud.com slash Odar Beats. Always support your local beat makers. Thank you to Clearly Speaking. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Always. <laughs> it's contagious. Always support your local beat makers and our sponsor, Clearly Speaking. Thank you to Brenda over there. In closing, your honorable listeners, <laughs> that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Ty, as always. Thank you, Odar, for those fat beats. Thank you to our sponsor, Clearly Speaking. Thank you to Chris Burkhardt of NBC Sports for joining us today. And thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City Basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again, and please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters.